0: Kia ora, koto everyone. Welcome to Queenstown Live podcast. Um, We finally made it, Christy. Um, I'm here with the lovely Christy McGregor, who is a community developer and policy advisor um, and now editor and founder of the new Shepherdess magazine, which is very exciting. And mom to a 20-month-old. Welcome. Thank you, Jane. Yeah, it's great (laughs) to be here. We got here finally. So, um, you're originally from Australia, and now you're just north of Wellington. Um, so, tell me about your. How are you
1: anyway? Tell me, how are you? <laughs> Good. I'm glad for um, preschool resuming. Allowed to say that? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. you. Thank- Thank for um, very thankful to the early childhood teachers and um, you know the carers out there and uh, those that play either our grandparents or play grandparent roles because um, yeah it's it's hard to have children underfoot and try and be productive at the same time. Oh, um, it sure is, <laughs> and it well, prob- probably hasn't helped. I, I've been suffering morning sickness because I'm pregnant with our second one. So oh that's, well, that's there you go. Out for a lockdown, so that probably hasn't helped either. I love that worldwide pandemic and
0: it shoves a nice uh, bit of um I want to throw up into the mix which is always nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Holy moly. Yeah. So, um, tell me who was in your bubble when we were in lockdown?
1: Oh, well, we were very fortunate. Well, when I'd actually been in Australia for the weekend, um, for that middle weekend in March, when they came out with those restrictions, so and we got back on the Monday night or on the Monday afternoon, actually, so it was um, a few hours past that curfew. So we were quarantined, or um, you know, had to isolate um, for that sort of two week period when we got back, and then obviously that just led into you know the broader lockdown. Um, so yeah, it was my myself. 20 month old um my partner um here on the farm and then uh his parents live about 300 meters across the paddock um and after we sort of got through our two weeks and didn't come down sick they they decided that you know we joined bubbles so yeah um oh, we were really lucky for that because that was um yeah really helpful to have you know so it was five of us in the bubble yeah
0: and so were you used to having your um, your "wee one around while you were working, or was he in usually daycare full time like because that, that was like me I was I went from a full- time daycare help to uh, my toddler being around all the time
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm really fortunate. Um, so he was going to daycare. He'd actually just started um, at a sort of daycare centre, which is like a, it's out in the country on the edge of Levin, um, which is wonderful. And he was really enjoying that. And then the other days he would go to, um, we've got a couple that, um, an older couple that help us out um, and, and mind him and they treat him like a grandson basically. Um, so he was, yeah, basically sort of four and a half days a week was, was tied up. You know and and then at that point, um his grandmother was helping as well, um yeah, so we we went from um similar to you being in a situation of having you know all this care, and then um yeah, I would say that there were some interesting conversations in our house over the fact that the care seemed to get lumped with me <laughs> automatically, right I'm than nodding, other, I'm uh, nodding. <laughs> Well, my partner continued on doing his, um, you know, farming, which, you know, obviously that's an important role. Don't get me wrong, but um, yeah, there, there were some interesting uh, conversations. Uh, yeah, totally. Yeah, <laughs>
0: I've, I've had a lot of conversations about roles and and the, you know, the the fact that um lots of friends kind of tried to sit down and have you know if you didn't communicate you were kind of stuffed really but um that that whole conversation about well whose work is more important in inverted commas and and how do you have that conversation and how do you split and navigate you know things that come up and stuff that's really important for you um and and the really interesting conversations that a lot of my friends have never had before with their partner do you know
1: Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, it, it really was a, it really highlighted the inequalities when you're thrust into a situation like that. Um, yeah. Cause it just, yeah, in our case, definitely it was sort of, there was just this huge assumption that it would just, I would pick everything up. And then when I said, well, hang on, I'm trying to juggle, you know, my, work and magazine and blah, blah blah and you know oh but you you could don't have to do that it's like oh actually like just like you have cows to feed you know when you're trying to meet like expectations of clients and you know deadlines and things like that you know it's just it's a different kind of pressure but it's still um still something that's there and it doesn't just stop for yeah. for yeah, all that yeah. time and yeah so anyway it's um but I guess those conversations make uh relationships more robust yes <laughs> Yeah, totally. And
0: um, I also, (laughs) you know, there's a lot of conversations going on at the minute about how, you know, as women we when when things like this happen not that we've seen anything like this you know in my lifetime particularly but um we you know it's women who always tend to pick up those caring roles those really exhausting mm. emotional roles um and mm. you know it's kind of just it, it just kind of switches to those people when those people kind of go hang on a minute I, <laughs> I haven't done this before or I don't like doing this or we do need to have a
1: conversation about it yeah, yeah, and I think it, it's sort of also um, like there's a lot of uh, what's the right word, but talk about you know what. If- sort of special time and isn't it like these precious moments and all that and I mean that's all lovely to say but like <laughs> um you know it, it's all it sort of it almost feels guilty to say oh thank goodness the school's gone back and absolutely gone back. no I yeah no
0: I I hear you I've had that conversation a million times as well <laughs> and you know when parents kind of hooray when the daycare's opened and it was like it doesn't mean that I don't excuse me I don't like my child it just means that I actually need some time to do my own thing or be you know just sit for a a moment and and that's not been the case for the past 2 months so yeah it's yeah that's it interesting you in see in your ch- around.
1: Oh definitely you've seen your child too like um Hartley's a very social little chap so um he's He just loves socializing with other children and you know we it was been really noticeable in this past week in the few interactions like going back to preschool he just races off into the preschool um, not a blink of an eye I yes. mean um, you know with other kids like just seeing um, you know on the weekend the last two weekends he saw our neighbor and then um, this weekend he saw, was playing with three boys at a friend of mine that but he'd never met these three kids and he just um was laughing and giggling and having a great time with them and you you realize that it's almost like as much as adults need that um social interaction like the the children do too so um yeah there's you know yeah yeah no I totally
0: agree and it's like why why if we get sick of them would they not ever get sick of us like uh of course (laughs) I get sick of me. I get sick of me, and I have to live with me. So you know, same. same. So in terms of your magazine, tell us about um. Tell well, one explain kind of what where that came from and the idea, and and tell us about the whole connection. So who are you connecting with? Tell us about that
1: yeah so i guess where it came from so i moved over to new zealand in 2014 um so my partner we met in australia in western queensland in far western queensland and um he yeah we were both working out there and he was coming back at that point to sort of take on the family farm um here in the horror it's a dairy and beef farm um so i moved over in 2014 and i guess um i come from a really close-knit community and sense of community in western Queensland and coming here uh that wasn't immediately obvious probably particularly where we are I think um you know there's like um sort of more maybe urban influence as well um as well as the sort of rural areas whereas maybe in you know the more remoter places that you go wherever it is in the world I think there's often a greater sense of community yeah um so there's that element um and yes I was working in the rural space in the agricultural sector and um just also noticing that there's like a lot of good things going on here but maybe it's like a Kiwi way of um modesty um but that's not telling anyone anything uh, (laughs) yeah yeah exactly um and so sort of you know things that you know and even just in our little like patch right here where we are between Otechie and Levin you know there's some really cool stuff going on but it sort of takes a long time to find out about it or you have to sort of stumble across it and you know I say to like Mike why didn't you tell me about that earlier or, or you know why haven't we heard about you know so yeah there's there's awesome talent but um not necessarily kind of widely celebrated and I also um had been in Australia when I lived on a cattle station and you get the weekly mail um and you you get magazines or newspapers in that weekly mail run that got delivered by a mail plane in the longest mail run in the world. And um yeah, they'd sort of drop off and you'd read those papers and those magazines as like a source of connection with yeah, other people. Yeah, yeah. And it was, um Yeah, and you'd see like you'd always look through or I did anyway, look through the paper or and you'd be looking for familiar faces and oh I know, oh that's what they're up to and you sort of had that um yeah, that helped to foster that sense of community. So yeah, basically, when I moved here, um, and over the last, so six years now of being here, there I haven't felt that there was really something in that space. Um, and I guess it came from a, yeah, want to, um, you know, further sort of build vibrant rural communities and connect people, and, um, you know, there's lots of different ways of doing that. So, um, and I should say, in Australia, what also happened was, Back from 2012, so now going eight years, I'd started an event for women um, called the Channel Country Ladies Day, and it's uh, um, basically brings 250 women uh, um, for a weekend in October each year together at a really remote part of Western Queensland. And, and um, we, we have flying guest speakers, and we have massage therapists, and they can get their pap smears, and they can get their pedicures, and yes. um, have a bit of a Dabbling creative arts and it's yeah it's sort of this um basically like a festival so through that I'd met um Claire who founded a magazine in Australia called Grazy Her which is all about women and um you know rural women and, and celebrating um you know a sense of community women's achievements um so yeah we got chatting and um and then it was I just had Hartley and it was uh at the start of last Yeah, um yeah just after Christmas last year and um she she said oh so what do you reckon about you know getting the the New Zealand magazine um and I was thinking oh gosh you know timing wise I was going back to work full-time and you know almost full-time in Wellington and I had this new baby and it was all pretty hectic but I I don't believe that there's such thing as like you know a right time I think you've just got to seize moments and opportunities as they come. So, um, you know, if you sit around waiting for a time, it's just um, never gonna happen. So anyway, um, started working on what is now called Shepherdess. Um, And yeah, Claire's been there to be a a real mentor and supporter um, along the way. And we published the first edition in, well, it came out, it literally arrived in, uh, went out distributed across the country from the printer um, and arrived here at our cow shed the Thursday before that I went to Australia before lock you know, before I was then in quarantine. So yeah. pretty much the whole time up till like last week. Um, you know, we've all been in lockdown while it's been out. Um yeah, and so that's uh, Which was that's a perfect opportunity for people to sit and have a read. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um yeah, it's just been a really amazing the response to it from from the women that have picked it up and um yeah, it's really it's been very heartwarming, I guess, the yeah, the feedback.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And in terms of those communities, because me me being an outsider to like well, farm life in general, I mean, I've got no connection with apart from living in like in a I'm just gonna say inverted commas rural pulse um, and I live on somebody's, <laughs> you know, they've got cattle around me and that kind of thing. But the 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 the, the from looking outside in, it's you know, it's a very male white man dominated kind of arena so is your intention to make that more a diverse conversation so to bring in those women who don't necessarily have a voice or aren't given a voice or just want to know more about that world or exposing I suppose more men to the fact that women are working in that industry what 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 do you what's what are you attacking there
1: oh I think both like I'd hope that while it's a magazine that's designed, um, you know, as a read for women, but I, you know, our neighbour, he's a builder, he picked it up and he's been reading it and really enjoying the stories. And I think that's all really important um, that those sort of blokes that fall into that sort of, yeah, stereotypical kind of agricultural persona, um, you know, I hope that that is um, something that rubs off when they're having a read um, or picking it up off the coffee table. Um, I think, though, I guess as an initial instance, it's about providing a space where women um see and can celebrate like the achievements of one another and it's not about like I think in the agricultural space um i probably just more generally in like public life in any society but you've always got people that are going to be more um sort of prominent or yeah. always the one that gets called to you know provide a comment about blah and you know so that we do in the agricultural sector there are some quite high profile women leaders but what we're hoping to do um through Shepherdess is to really shine a light on women that you know are doing going about their day-to-day because you know women are really critical to farming businesses and they're often decision makers um they're actively um actively involved in the business and this is all around the country um but you know it's very easy i mean you know I, this is a real driver when you pick up the paper that lands in your letterbox um each week and there's don't get me wrong here there's masses of them um if you're on a rural delivery um but you know it is it is dominated by um sort of a you know, down male dear yes. I voice. um voice? Uh, a few of the blokes i work with get used to um me saying things like that to them, so yeah yeah, yeah fair enough, enough and me um, <laughs> yeah um yeah so i think it's just you know um yeah we just want to share and share stories about rural communities as well like that's one thing um you know we've got a section in the magazine called the bush telegraph and it's um you're just actually going to print with our second edition this week so you know we've just been compiling the stories in there for that and you know just picking up on like what's happening on the east cape during like lockdown and how some of those particularly like maori communities up there like what the lockdown was like for them and, and where their energy was focused during that time or yeah. um you know what uh we've got a little story in there um a training like a cadet um training farm where and what some of the the young people that are on that farm how they spent their time during lockdown and you know they had a master chef competition that they created basically um you know so I think uh yeah it's just those those people stories um which as I sort of said in my editor's letter in the first one it's like in a world of cows and grass which is kind of the you know a lot of the kind of publications or the I find in the agricultural sector here it's quite technical, Um, and this is um, really—you know—it's not worried about um, the technical side of farming. It's about the people, which really, Really? at the end of the day, is
0: the most your main asset. Yeah, totally.
1: And have you got have you got a woman who had a real influence on you? Oh, (laughs) probably a few. I feel like, well, definitely my nan who passed away a few years ago. um, That we had a you know special I guess felt like a special kind of bond of a looking up to a very strong woman yeah Um, and I think like I think if I look back through say particularly over the last 10 years which is you know since I left school and um, sort of lived in different places and you know different sort of roles in you know career-wise and things um, and like did my study and stuff like that that it's yeah, there's some women in sort of a whole range of different spheres that have been, you know, really kind of instrumental in. Yeah. Um, I think just uh that, you know, persistence and um, uh, femi- that's like a feminist voice as well. I think. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, there's you know whether it's my I've got I had two wonderful supervisors for my masters study or um, whether it was like an art teacher from school who I still keep in touch with or um, you know right across the board I think one of my bosses in one of my first roles um, who's a dear friend now so um, and who I founded the event in Australia with so there's like really strong women I think throughout um, yeah
0: little pieces of the puzzle eh? and they all kind of fit together all the way through
1: yeah absolutely yeah amazing um
0: okay well are you uh, are you ready for your quick fire round <laughs> okay go for it i don't know what i mean okay um vegemite or marmite this is controversial for you oh
1: uh, no i don't like either of those <laughs> you're the first one who said that uh hot shower <laughs> or hot bath I'll shower, definitely.
0: Um, Are you a folder or stuffer of clothes into your wardrobe?
1: Oh gosh, if they get to the wardrobe. Um.
0: (laughs) That is an answer, that is also an answer. Um, The last meal that you'd have?
1: Oh, like my favorite meal. Um, Oh gosh, something with seafood in it would be great, yeah. Uh, Kindle or book? Book. Uh do you wear your watch
0: on your left or your right arm?
1: I don't actually wear a watch. Oh. Usually.
0: That is controversial. Um and something that you've been listening to or watching over this time that you want to recommend.
1: Oh, that's tricky. Um I guess i I'm not, I just watch read a lot of news. That's my um kind of weak spot, I guess. Um yeah, a lot of a lot of news and I actually um this is not very New Zealand is it to say but um I watch a lot of Australian story which is about um like the profile of Australians that are sort of unassuming Australians doing cool stuff yeah and, oh, it's yeah, cool. Really good yeah version uh, of that recently awesome mm-hmm.
0: um well tell me Christy what are you going to go and do right now
1: I'm getting the magazine off to the printers. So I'm working with our designer um, who's very talented at the moment. And we're just collating the last bit of the content and it's going to the proofreaders uh, any minute. So yeah, that's the, that's the afternoon's job.
0: Well, thank you so much for joining us. We finally got there. Um, You go and have an amazing, I don't even know what day is it. Is it Tuesday? Yes, it's Tuesday. (laughs) Have a lovely Tuesday and we will chat to you very soon.
1: Thanks, Jane. Thanks very much for chatting.
0: Bye.